Why, hello, it's 2021, it's December, and the Random Waffle podcast is being resurrected, gosh, after, what, since 2017. Uh, This is BJ, and I have a new co-host, the wonderful Sir Trevor. Say hello, Sir Trevor. Uh, Yes, it's Trevor here. Right. We couldn't have thought of a more appropriate time to start the podcast again. I mean, we should have really done it last year when none of us had anything better to do with our bloody times. Um, Just a couple of points of order. Uh, Things are getting quite interesting with the Downing Street thing. With the the party scene. Oh, Boris Johnson's parties. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Oh, do you know on the YouGov um, survey thing... I had a whole... They sent me an email with a... And then I went on the thing. And it had this whole um, bunch of questions about police stop and search power. Oh, really? I hadn't seen that. They didn't send it to me. No, but it's weird. It's it's unbelievable. They send... When we've compared this before. We oh. always get weird and wonderful questions that are completely oh, different. Yeah. But from what I could gather from this... Um, from this survey thing, this all my points of view they wanted... It seems that they're obsessed with this idea that it's only minorities that get stopped and searched. But I find, without going into the whole debate of, you know, Mm. what ethnic minorities are the most um, prevalent for doing this knife crimes and things, it's because of questions and debate that polarises this whole unnecessary racial issue I think personally that the police are actually less likely to stop people of minorities I think you've got a point there because this started with the murder of Stephen Lawrence whose mum has incidentally become a baroness and all the rest of yeah but that started that was highlighted in the campaigns that followed Stephen Lawrence. Do you know what year was that? That was 2008 or 7, wasn't it? No, sorry, 98 or 7. Possibly, yes. I can't remember, to be honest, but but I remember it. But like I said, I don't really want to get into this racial argument. But, you know, the facts, they really do not care about our feelings. And it is actually a large... A large percentage of this knife crime that does go on for which stop and search is really geared up for is committed by people of ethnic minorities. And I sit here and say that being a a member of the ethnic minorities myself, even though I was born here, I come from uh, immigrant families. My parents came from Malawi and grandparents came from India, you know. One of the factors is they're visible. Uh, you've got people with black skins, to use the current phraseology, and you've got people with white skins. But, of course, the population, if you just walk around Leicester these days or wherever, it's much more mixed. Well, actually, rainbow of well, well, it's not even so much a rainbow of colours, and it's been the case in our hometown for a while, where you, being a Caucasian male, are actually the minority. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, that's right. I'm in the minority now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Anyway, what did you want to bring up? Well, I thought we might talk uh, a little bit about coming out of lockdown because... Well, it doesn't seem we... that it's going to happen now, does it? <laughs> well, lockdown, 
as such finished in July, 19th July, we finished the lockdown. And Downing Street now saying, no, there's not going to be any more lockdown. We're going to have a different strategy. Uh, no, but if you remember, last year, our great and wonderful city went into a special lockdown oh, yeah, of its we own. Were, we were the first. We were the longest. And we started and yeah, then other yeah. cities mm. followed. Where On that day, do you know, I can't remember what the days were. This is where... Um, Sir Howard comes into it. He's like a, he's like a human diary secretary. He knows mm. dates for everything. Mm. Um, so, you know, the, there was a date where the pubs and all of that stuff was supposed to open. And like two days before that was going to happen, mm. they said, oh, by the way, mm. you idiots in Leicester need not pipe up because you're not coming out. <laughs> no, because we were in tier one when mm. they had the tier system. But the funny, thing in all, went on for the funny thing in all of that was... Leicester, for those who are listening don't know, is a city, but it's in a county called Leicestershire. And up the road here, uh, where we are, it's the, 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 you know, we've got a place called Odeby and Wixton. And they had such hubris laughing at mm. us, mm. you know, 300 feet down yeah. the road, yeah. that we weren't going to come out of lockdown mm. because we'd handled it so badly. Yeah. Yet they found themselves... In a much worse situation because their numbers went through the roof. Um, Talking about the lockdown, I'm going back to your point. They've done a big U-turn. On Boxing Day, I think, Wales is closing all its clubs and things, aren't they? Does that include pubs? I I don't know. I've not looked into it too much. It's largely to do with the way that the current thing is progressing with the... uh, Omicron, are we talking? Omicron. But you see... Omicron. Yeah, but you see... As, as uh, Professor Biard calls it. I don't know who he is. Um, no, no, it's quite funny no. because we, we had to learn how to pronounce Omicron. And, uh... Because, do you know when it all came out, <laughs> me being a Star Trek fan, yeah, yeah. I initially thought it was Omnicron. Well, that's what Mary Beard says based on Latin syllables. Yeah. And that's why somebody, some bright spark said, oh, she's not called Mary Beard. She's called Bird. Mary Biard. Where did they pick that up from? Well, it's the same pattern, isn't it? Yeah. It's the first syllable. The second syllable is emphasised rather than the penultimate syllable. But you, anyway, but without, going with, back. Yeah, <laughs> but it looks like, without sounding like a lunatic conspiracy theorist that's created a view of what's gone on in the last couple mm. of years, do you know, in some hastily concocted style without any um, background or information on it. And by the way, I'm no virologist. So, you know, these are just my own views and my own opinions. And I don't ask anyone to do anything. We all must stay safe, you know. However, these lockdowns and things don't and have not worked. Mm. You know, the goalposts have changed consistently since the beginning of this bloody thing, right? Initially, it was, if we all social distance, blah, 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 we'll be back in, you know, back to normal at the end of spring 2020. Didn't happen. Then they said, well, you see, what we're going to do is, and I think the term they coined, correct me if I'm wrong, was a circuit breaker. Mm. We have to go into an intense four-week lockdown, and then after that, we can all return to our freedoms. Yeah. It didn't happen. Then came this mantra with the vaccines. You know, we all have our vaccines, 
and our second jab, and we'll all go back to normal. Then that changed to actually, we now have to have a booster jab six months later or whatever it was, and then we'll all go back to normal. Now it is, we have to have a lockdown and people, the vulnerable people with health um, issues or what have you, uh, they have to have a fourth jab. <laughs> this is you, by the way. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, and it'll all be over. However, people like South Africa... Um, hold on, that's my phone going. Let me just pause this one second. We'll be right back after these brief words from our sponsors, which is no one. Very wrong times. A bit like you, really, um, Sir Trevor. No, going back to this, so South Africa... So, like I was saying, these lockdowns and all these other things... And, and don't get me wrong, the vaccine looks like, you know, it has prevented it, or at least mitigated some of these things. But the lockdowns themselves haven't worked. And, I, you know, I was explaining to you about... We were talking about, for example, kids. When mm. we're kids, we go out, we play in the mud, we get dirty, yeah, we get hurt, we're bruised. And, you know, it gives us rhino skin, thick skin, and it gives us an immunity to things. I think this continue. And South Africa didn't do the lockdowns, and they're, 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 they're reporting some very positive things with the um, this variant. Uh so I think the best thing for us to do, other than the most vulnerable in society, is to go out and get on with our lives. If we get COVID, right, ride it out like we would the flu or any other cold or whatever, right? And our bodies will adapt to it. Because one thing I think we have to understand, and I don't think the point is being made strongly enough, is this monster is not going away. No, that's absolutely right. Just, would you agree with that? We're going to have to learn to live with it. influenza go away no. after 1911? Uh, when it, it killed half of the bloody yeah, yeah. Uh, continent and all yeah. the rest of it. But we learned to live with it, right? We learned to we live adapted. with it and to die with it because yeah. it still kills a lot Yeah, of it does. But, you know, society has yeah. gone on with that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and... It's not just these viruses that kill people. Lots of things kill people on a daily basis, you know, for all sorts like of... driving cars. Yeah. Don't stop driving cars, have we? No. No, 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 no. But this is true. But So I think what we're going to have to do, and, and I mean this as a wider society, as in the world community, that you know, it, it, because it affects everywhere. Mm. I think yeah. the only place on this planet that probably doesn't have COVID is North Sentinel Island, you know, that place off the in the Andaman Sea off of India where, you know, they've got those people that have been there for two million billion years and nobody's allowed to go there, you yes. know, because they're a complete different sort yeah. of human. And they've not had any interaction with mm. modern humans for God knows how long. Um, so I think we're going to have to learn to live with it. And there is quite a lot of evidence to suggest that, you know, lockdowns, Gen they don't work because, we're, look, we're still here in this bloody situation that we were in nearly 24 months ago. And the people, you know, yes, people will die. And that's a very tragic um, consequence of any illness, really. That's the whole point of an illness. It's not something good, <laughs> you know. There's always going to be fallout from that. But I think the sooner we learn to live with it because you see with these lockdowns the virus is evolving but our mechanisms to defend ourselves from it takes is, a lot longer you see, is, is lagging because we, we're not giving our body the blueprint the human species can't evolve quickly enough to deal with environment changes 
it takes generations and generations over centuries for the human species to evolve. Mm. Viruses, on the other hand, yeah, they can change. But, but that's their business model, though, isn't it? Exactly. And, uh, but, you know, that's the problem that we face with uh, viruses. Trevor, I was going to ask you, um, from your point of view, because we talk about this, but there's a real human factor, not just in the fact that it kills people, but the way it's affected people through lockdowns and through all yes. these um, yeah. sort of, you know, um, shackles that they have put on, not well, just society, been, but individuals. I mean, individual, could, you ex- yeah, yeah. Could, you, could you maybe give us some insight for well, how you felt about what's it? What's happened to mental health during the lockdown for two years? There's been a huge increase in mental health problems, domestic violence, child abuse... Suicide, depression? Suicide and depression, anxiety. Now, and it's all because people have been kept at home. Now, Away from their loved ones, away, away from, from everything. everybody. Uh, I was trying to think of another part of, of recent life where that had happened. And the only thing I can think of was during the Second World War. I wasn't there. Uh, well, neither was I. <laughs> but I know enough about it to know that. That was the only other time in recent and history also, when people were prevented from doing what they also, normally do. It's turned into, it's turned society and communities into like a Soviet Russia kind of thing where you've got neighbours snitching on each other. Oh, nothing new about that. Yeah, no, but it's, it's perpetuated it. <laughs> no, you know, that's been going back to uh, Tudor times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 but you know, no, you, you know, going back to when this whole thing started, Yeah, I think the first real indication that people's mental health was going to hell in a handbasket is the first thing that happened was these huge rise in domestic violence cases, yes. as you pointed out. Because you find that there's people who function perfectly normally because they go to work and they go to school yeah. and they spend, you know, X amount of time with the, the rest of the, 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 the unit, uh, all of a sudden find themselves spending every waking moment stepping on each other's toes. That's a very good point because <laughs> people were encouraged to work from home and that's now happening again during the Omicron. The funny thing is, I was a pioneer of working from home during the early days of the internet. I'm you joined, physically didn't have to go to an office because you could dial into it. I joined an organisation to promote working from home. And how's that worked out for us? people had computers and internet connection for the first time. Working from home was possible in... This was back in the 1990s... And we, we actually wanted people to work from home. Yeah, but you see, now what's happened is it's not just people working from home. It's everybody who lives in that home is at home all of the time. Because when, say, for instance, you have X, partner X who's working mm. from home and partner Y goes mm. to work, yeah? Mm. Now you've got them both plus the kids, mm. possibly their in-laws, mm. who they probably don't like anyway, yeah. all stuck together... Can't get away from each other. Not even allowed to go in your garden, mind you. That's forbidden as well, to take, mm. take tea in the garden. And it's... I mean, wasn't there some situation where some 
some partners killed the other one. Uh, the... It's, it's happened a lot uh, when they're forced to be with each other for long periods of time. They're not used to it. No, and they just they're irritate the out. shit out of each other. Because they're not they're... going out to work. They're not getting normal interactions with people. They're forced in on themselves by being locked down at home. And they can't cope with it. They don't know how to cope with no, it. No, and the other thing is, is people get frustrated about things... And when you're not able to get out and deal with your frustrations, you usually end up taking it out on people around yeah, you and they oh, take yeah. it out on you. Definitely and before yeah. you know it, you've got to... And not just domestic violence. I think there was a huge percentage of people splitting up. Yes, and it was part due to the stress of being having your normal life being taken away. And everyone having to knuckle under in the same place. Now that that has got no historical precedence. Probably, well, certainly not in post-war society. I don't even think people were forced to stay at home during war society. Not like they are here. They well, they were separated. Like they, they, they children was... got bussed off and. Yeah, but, but still you could go out and walk in the park or do all those sort of things. Yeah, it's not quite the same. No. We've never experienced as a society the kind of lockdown that we've got now. It's not been ever part of our history, this, ever. This, this, this is an entirely New. alien, situ- and, and alien. alien situation. Alien. So, you see, what one of the reasons I don't think we should do lockdowns anymore is the fact that clearly on a biological sense it's not worked with keeping the numbers down but also there are other horrible side effects including the ones we've just mentioned associated with lockdown it's not just a case that it's failed where the you know keeping a lid on the virus is concerned it's also created a situation where all these other weird problems have cropped up well you you get this when things happen that you try to create a solution but the solution itself creates new problems take hiv and aids when that in during thatcher's era that was the 80s 70s 80s wasn't it? yeah and and that was supposed to be a world pandemic and in this country the government went absolutely over the top about the whole thing you know those those tombstones collapsing on the television. Yeah, but you, but but, but you, we didn't have lockdown. No, but no, but you see, this is the problem. I think uh, you, 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 why they're two very different things. Yeah, AIDS is not transmitted in the same way that COVID is. Not quite. Well, you, 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 you have to have a more proactive role. You have to have <laughs> intimate contact. Yeah. But having said that, I always had a theory that the reason that corona spread was by bodily contact. And that wasn't detected by the research. Because, because there wasn't any at the time. There was very little at the time. And it still hasn't caught up with the fact that you could pass coronavirus on by intimate bodily contact mm. but because it's a bit of a sensitive issue and people don't like talking about it but i think i think it still happens 
and, and you know all this stuff about nightclubs why do young people go to nightclubs to have sex i think well to go and pick somebody up i think you're right no this is it's been an age-old thing hasn't it so you know whatever you do in nightclubs to do with passports and all the rest of it not going to make a great deal of difference because they will catch it as soon as they come out and I don't think the mask is going to save you in that situation. Oh, no, yeah, the mask come off. <laughs> the masks come off at that point, along with some other bits, right? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we were, we were fortunate because we had a good social bubble and we were able to maintain our sanity. I mean, we've got a friend who I shan't mention. You know who I'm talking about. Who whose entire lifestyle mm. revolves ri- rigidly, in fact, scheduled like a military operation at certain times on certain days to going to certain clubs and, you know, mm. having yeah. a, 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 the set amount of pints <clears throat> and his entire life mm. revolved. And don't get me wrong, this fellow is not an alcoholic or a piss artist or anything like that, but no. he, he's done it since antiquity. And this thing comes along mm. and destroys his routine, his regimen. Routine is a very good word. Yeah. And I think that gets to the heart of the whole issue, mm. that people who go into lockdown get their routine broken, like going to the pub. It's a culture shock for them. And for that reason, they can't cope with it because they don't have neighbours that they can go and see. We've been OK here because we all live in the same building and the small group of us that get together on a regular basis all know each other well, mm. and we, we don't have to go out to go and see each other. We're all in the same building. Well, this is the other reason, you know, um, that friend of ours we mentioned, you know, he, I actually thought he was going to kill himself at times, you know? Wow. You know, it, it, it was, it, you have yeah. to understand this fellow's an old boy. I shan't, oh, yeah. I shan't narrow it down too no, much, no, but no. just understand he's between 70 and 80. And this <laughs> is the way he's, this is the way he's lived his entire life, you know. And like I said, there's, there's never been a snowstorm or a heat wave or social unrest or civil unrest or anything that has made him break his routine. And this thing comes along and puts a spanner in his life works, you know, he, he, he really was unhinged. But when you go into lockdown, you've got to replace the routines that you had before the lockdown with a new set of routines. Yes, but when you're stuck at home, other you than... can still do it. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. Yeah, well, <laughs> that, that's what we should be doing. Let, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so yeah. You, re- you replace your ordinary mm. routines. Mm. This is why the world started making banana bread. Yeah. The world started watching Netflix to the extent that it crashed the bloody thing. Yeah. Uh, knitting, you got into that oh, habit. I got into knitting. You knitted all sorts of bullshit oh, stuff. Yeah. Even knitted a holder for his remote control for his television. And he knitted a holder for the holder. But that was really because I wanted something to do. I can't just sit still. I've got to be doing something. Mm. And if I'm watching the television listening to something on the radio, I've got to do something. Yeah. And knitting was something you could do that didn't get in the way yeah. of listening. Yeah, but things like that, superficial things like that, are really of no comfort when no. you're on your own, 
You've got nobody. And I'm not talking about us in our situation because we had each well, other, all of us, you know? Yeah. Um, but there were people that were literally cut off from anything and everything. You yes. know, yes, and, right. and, 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 you know, I don't think um, making banana bread or knitting or watching Netflix is going to bring much solace in that. In, no, in, no, in you're that, quite in, right. You know, and I think this is what the yes. big problem was. Not just so yeah. much the, the loss of routine, yeah. but the loss of everything. And the problem with people who had to live together in a family group is that they didn't know how to reconstruct routines, given that the, the whole family was together in the same Be- place. Because, because everyone within their own little mm. world, even if you live in the same place, oh, yeah. has their own little routine. You know, like, this kid would want to watch this mm. or play this computer game at this time when the other one's away, or the husband likes to do something that the wife can't uh, you know abide by and vice versa and all of a sudden they all have to do the same thing together sometimes and you'd think on paper yeah you know that would be a really good uh, team building exercise but unfortunately unfortunately one you know some of the um, what would you call it psychological um uh bits of uh, information that has come out of this is that you know those sort of things that you think would be what would happen are actually not what happens. Oh, yes, and it's, it's led me to think about routine in everyday life. Now, I live on my own, but I still have a routine that is pretty invariable from day to day. It means getting up doing the same thing at the same time, but, but, day in and day yeah, out. Yeah, but, 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 but without going too much into your routine, a lot of your routine was routine uh, bits, bullet points on the routine were not things that a lockdown would have affected? No, no, because I was, I was, I was living alone mm. for some 10 years or so mm. before the lockdown started, mm. so I got used to it. And, and your, your, your routine were, were things, like I said, that weren't affected by the lockdown, like, no, you know, the things... The, getting the, up, the, making the, the, the breakfast... Things, things you do at home... Up. Yes. I think the only oh, yeah, part of yeah. your routine that was affected going out <laughs> was, was go was going was going to, um, going to, to gigs, gigs and live things. music concerts, L- live music yeah, concerts going out yeah friends yeah I couldn't yeah. do that but but it wasn't the end of the world for you oh no it wasn't and I if if, if any happy. if anything I think you were quite buoyant during the lockdown because oh, yes. you really got yeah. you 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 found other things to do I mean oh, you yeah. watched no end of um, stuff mm. on Netflix and you mm. read no end of books mm. and and generally you know you you found time to Occupy yourself with other things when you weren't going out. But for some people, it's not an option. No, and the problem is that they find it very difficult to re-establish totally new routines as a family group when they can't go out and mix with other people. And that was the problem. And very little was given out to about this. There were the odd thing of radio or the television about, you know, what to do during the lockdown. Yeah, but make those, banana bread. <laughs> yeah, all sort of cooking, doing this, doing that. And then few people... But, but it's all very well and good, yeah. telling people to make banana bread. Yeah. Except you can't go to the supermarket to get any fucking bananas to make the bread with. <laughs> Well, because then we had all the problems with the supply chain, yeah. which un- un- unfortunately I think is still it's, v- still it's very much sorted out now. No. Because we now got the fuel shortage, the shortage of drivers, the shortage of foreign workers. Do you, do you know there was one weird psychological aspect of this thing, which I think 
was somehow built intrinsically into our DNA because nobody told the world to do this. But in unison, people on every continent, in every country, one day decided to go out and buy toilet roll, <laughs> pasta, flour and rice. Oh, oh but, you know, that, that's happening. And it was... Ne- no, you're right. And it was no, no, nobody was prompted to do it. They just went out and did it. They did, and and it created huge problems. But isn't that... That is what the people are like. Yeah, but doesn't that suggest to you that we've got some sort of mechanism within ourselves that kicks in um, that you don't know it subliminally? everybody did it. It Well, I didn't do it. I didn't do it either. Oh, it wasn't a few people. I think you were wrong about that. Yeah, and it wasn't only in the lockdown. Uh, That had happened before when there were sort of crises happening in the world, people would go out and buy stuff that they didn't need because they thought there were going to be shortages. I think it's that that um, mother hen sort of feeling, isn't it, that you'd rather make well, sure that you, um, you've got everything in stock. It's about self-preservation. Mm. And if people think there's going to be a crisis that will affect the economy, they will go out and buy stuff. So... It's called survival, and there's a whole worldwide survivalist movement. The doomsday fast- preppers and all this bunch. Preppers. Do you know, did you ever watch that? I, I went into it in some detail because it fascinated <laughs> me. The idea that people think that there's going to be a massive nuclear war. And, well, what they know, call it, um, extinction event. Extinction event, and they're preparing for it because they want to survive, and the only way they can do that is dig big holes and fill them up with food and everything else they might need for years on end. It's total nonsense. They really haven't thought about <laughs> no, it at no, all. No, because it's, it's a bit like... Um, and d- d- Don't think I'm being horrible here, but people that have Asperger's, for example, you know, they have an, they, they're obsessed with a subject. Mm. They can tell you all the nonsense things about that subject but have absolutely no working understanding of the mechanics of it so you get this from what i watched on that show you get this different brigades of people depending Mm. on what it is they think that's going to kill Mm. them Mm. whether it's an emp or a hurricane or global warming or a nuclear war or civil war or banking collapse and you get all these so they prepare for just that one thing However, if there was another sort of event that went on, they'd be completely unprepared for it. Yeah, because there are so many different scenarios that are in it, it's, what's, what's the word? It's an infinite number of variables, isn't there? It's, it's far too complex, and you can't prepare for everything I, or and anything. I, and I certainly don't know about you, but I would not want to live for three years underground in some bunker. Oh, I don't know. I quite enjoy it. Actually. Well, I've seen some of them. Some of, some of them have got, like, swimming pools and things and oh, all the yeah. rest of it. Oh, if you've got a lot of money, then, you know, you're well set up. Mm. But, I mean, I wrote an article about rising sea levels and I looked into what, what would happen in Leicester if we had rising know? sea levels and what parts of Leicester would be flooded. Yeah. Now, we live here on top of a hill and I'm on the fourth floor. Yeah. So I'm not going to be affected. But I'd, 
even grave difficulty. Right. If, so if, if if the rest of Leicester, no, but was you, yeah. So you, you you see the part Where of Leicester. Where do I get my food from? So so the part of Leicester we live in in Stonygate, oh. you can go to the top of London Road oh. and you can see Old John oh. and you can see the dip in the valley going it's a down. Yes, it is. So it's from a where, so from where, we, so if you if you if you don't know where where we live, it's mm. we we live in a part of Leicester that's is uh, is uphill. Yeah, yeah. and Highfields. Well, Highfields is down there. No, no, that's an area. The Highfields yeah. is the highest part of the topography of Bowl, and we're on the ridge of the. Well, Stonygate and Oadby is yeah. on the ridge oh, yeah, yeah. because then after you pass Oadby, it goes mm. down. Mm. But if we were to go from here towards the city centre past Highfields and yeah. all that, it's a downward gradient. And anyway, talking about that, mm. if the sea level was to rise, mm. what's, how's your underground hole going to work out for you? Yeah, I wouldn't want to be underground <laughs> if, if we're going to get flooding. I'd want to be up rather than down. But having said that, if we get storms, hurricanes, all the rest of it, down is better than up. The problem is you'd have to have a hole that was very well protected against flooding and yeah, ground but, Yeah, but if it was going to happen like that and there was going to be a rise in levels forever, <laughs> yeah, 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 what yeah. are you going to do? Open your bunker door and swim 200 feet up? I mean, well, yeah, exactly. take your diving bell with yeah, you? Yeah. Your aqualung? Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, what could happen and what we can or can't do. Well, this is the whole point of the random Have waffle. Flatlined? Have we flatlined? This is the whole point of the Random Waffle podcast, really. I mean, we've just gone yeah. from one tangent to another. Right. Looks, unfortunately, we've had to cut this um, episode of the podcast short. As you know, we're podcasting for the first time together. And this is the first podcast I've done in quite a long time. So it's a bit rough around the edges. I hope you can forgive me for that. But um, I promise that the uh, following podcasts will be far more interesting and the production values will be i think far superior anyway have a great christmas and a great great new year and on behalf of trevor and i we thank you for listening and we shall be back hopefully before the new year maybe but definitely in the first week or so of the new year anyway have a great time and um enjoy yourselves stay safe and be happy goodbye